You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums. You must hear before you die. This episode, we'll be talking about Bob Marley and the Whalers, Natty Dread. In the room, I have Rob. Y'all. Ben. Boop. Solange. I'm Eric Clapton. And John. <laughs> Sorry. Hello. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Natty Dread is the seventh studio album by Bob Marley and the Whalers, released uh, on the 25th of October, 1974. The producer was Chris Blackwell and the Whalers, and the genre is reggae. Uh, and from All Music Review, Jim Newsom. Natty Dread is Bob Marley's finest album, the ultimate reggae recording of all time. This was Marley's first album without former bandmates Peter Tosh and Bunny Livingston, and the first release as Bob Marley and the Whalers. The Whalers rhythm section of bassist Ashton, quote, family man Barrett, and drummer Carlton, quote, Carly Barrett, remained in the place and even contributed to the songwriting. While Marley added a female vocal trio, the I-3s, which included his wife, Rita Marley, and additional instrumentation to flesh out the sound. The material presented here defines what reggae was originally all about, with political and social commentary mixed with religious peons to jaw. The celebratory Lively Up Yourself falls in the same vein as Get Up Stand Up from Burning, No Woman, No Cry is one of the band's best-known ballads, in addition to the lyrical strength, the music itself is full of emotion and playfulness when the players lock into a groove on each number. Considering that popular rock music was entering the disco era as Natty Dread was released, the lyrical and musical potency is especially striking. Marley was taking on discrimination, greed, poverty, and hopelessness while simultaneously rallying the troops as no other musical performer was attempting to do in the mid-70s. Thank you, Rob. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what do we think of Natty Dread? I have one question for by you. By Bob Marley. I have one question for you. Well, for Robert Demery, actually. Um, what other reggae artists does he have in this book? There's a couple. There's Burning Spear, I know. Um, and I believe there's a Peter Tosh album, probably but, legal. But no but no Jimmy Cliff or Maytals no or toots. Desmond Decker or anything no like Desmond that. No Desmond Decker. No, De- no Decker. No toots. But no toots I, as far as I there's remember. There's a couple. It's not only Marley. Okay, I can, I was, I can I was, confirm I that. was really curious about that where I saw that he, I, if, I, if I remember, like, catch. does he have Catch a Fire in the book? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, that, yeah. we covered that. Part. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was curious because I was afraid, like, oh my god, is he doing the fucking thing where he like needs to include a genre so he no, includes no. two of the there's, same dude? There's a couple. I mean, I would say a lot of genres don't get their fair shake. Like jazz yeah. isn't doesn't get its fair shake, and yes, 
Um, uh, there, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, I wouldn't I'm say not, minor, I'm not but, saying this to be. But a, it is like, yeah, it is a, like, this is just one of those things yeah. where it's like, eh. I'm not saying this to be less. a dick, and I can assure the fair listeners, I am a Bob Marley fan. I think Bob Marley's super talented. I just think there's a lot of other, like, ska and reggae artists out there that I feel like don't get the recognition that Bob Marley does. Yeah, Boss Tones. I'm sorry. I think you mean the, the slackers. I think you mean the voodoo glow skulls, you bitch. Pretty mustard gloves. <laughs> Yep. God, I'm, no, Method, Street Light Manifesto. <laughs> um, Did I'm, you guys know that the Aquabats are coming to town? I saw, <laughs> and I thought about buying tickets. I'm not ashamed to say that, everybody. I, I, I would go with you. Yeah, you want to go? Yeah. Let's go, let's go. It'll be fun. But I, I hear what you're saying, though. It's, yeah. it's just like, Mar- yeah, Marley is, it's like the Morrison thing. It's like the Hendrix. Well, Hendrix is a little different, but it is like the, he gets it into this, like, iconic Yeah. Uh, Atmosphere, and I think he. This album, the thing that really struck me on this album is like it's hard to pull apart or to think about in like a a way because you just listen to it and you're like, yeah, that's reggae. Like this yeah. is like the exact thing that they were trying to do, and they accomplish it. And it's the same thing as uh, some of those other genres where it's like it's nice to listen to, mm-hmm. but what do I like? How do I compare? I don't think I know enough about reggae to like really pull apart yeah. why this would be the best or it's just, just an average it's just reggae. different. And I think I, I would never say it's an average or uh, full disclosure. I read like a 500 fucking page book about the history of reggae yeah. in like college. So All right, when did reggae start in like 1930? Okay. It was well, like dance hall. What are you like trying to like check? What are you? No, 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 no. Are you I, I, no, dating I, me I, on reggae? I, mean, I think, I think Solange <laughs> and I'm just trying to make sure. Reggae, the music style is different from, for lack of a better word, Rastafarianism. Yeah, no, Rastafarianism. They're, they're associated, a but they're, yeah, Rastafarianism yeah. started in the 1930s. Reggae. No, I'm talking about specifically the music. Oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm asking because the bossa nova scene that was happening, like down uh, Brazil, Argentine ways, like was a brand new movement. I don't know if Bob Marley was like. Pushing this new idea of tunes forward, or if he was just like yeah, the he, guy who was doing reggae. No, no yeah. reggae, no, reggae no. was new, but he pushed it off of Bluebeat a bit from like, and we talked about that I think on one of the earlier. I have not Bob been Marley here for albums. any Bob Marley. And, 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 and I make the distinction of like ska with reggae. Like yeah. there, there is yeah, a yeah. there's a difference between the two things. Like Jimmy That's, Cliff is ska, Bob Marley's reggae, and there's a difference. And the difference, if you don't, if you're not familiar with it, is it's subtle and you might not be able to tell, but there's a difference between the two. What about when No Doubt covers No Woman No Cry? <laughs> First of all, I this is a No Doubt friendly You're household. You're just trying to get and I will fucking Solange fight off you. topic now. Stop it. <laughs> it's not hard. I have a learning disability. I can't help it, okay? But I don't think Bob Marley is not talented. I really enjoy Bob Marley. I actually don't prefer this album to, I prefer like Catch a Fire and Full disclosure, I actually was listening to Catch a Fire last weekend when I put together my new grill. I was like, this is grill music. And I was like putting it to... It is grill music. It is grill music. (laughs) But this is like what I used to listen to, like, relax all the time. was like Jimmy Cliff, Bob Marley. When I was in high school, my yoga teacher did, like, Bob Marley for yoga. So, like, Bob Marley's, like, happy place music for me. I just get on this topic because I get kind of pissy when people are like, Bob Marley with Jamaica music. And I'm like, it's not just him. But he is talented. I yeah, love this so album. What do, okay, I think production-wise, this album sounds thin. 
I was surprised about that too. Is it thin I, or yes. is it minimalist? It's, yes. No, thin. So it's like just no the woman, mix, no cries. Sounds, sounds like it's made of plastic to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. The the instrumentation on some of these songs is pretty sparse. There's a lot of air, and if you're gonna go for that aesthetic, it seems like it'd be best to have the the elements that are there just to be like thick and rich, you know. Thick but and like rich. like the drums sound thin, the guitar sound thin. His voice sounds thin and further back in the mix than it mm-hmm. needs to be. It, it, it just like that. It, it doesn't have that just like initial sonic impact that I would like to get when when I push play or drop the needle or something. Well, and especially when you're listening to Bob Marley, because I think we've heard mm-hmm. like especially with No Woman No Cry, we've all heard the live the, version, the live version or the later mixes where it's really boosted. Well, and Catch a Fire, I feel like is an album that sounds like really. It, it I think sounds great. It sounds mm-hmm. great, and yeah. it sounds really. Full, like if that makes sense. Yeah. And I was listening to Natty Dread, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these songs? And I, I thought it was a Spotify thing because sometimes when you go from like uh, analog to digital, like the quality goes down. So I just assumed it was like a streaming issue, but it's weird. I think, yeah, I think it was recorded that way. Was it Lee Scratch or I'm trying to figure out who? Uh, Lee Perry. Lee yeah, Perry. yeah. Who actually recorded it? But it was in. Uh, Harry Studios in Kingston. But yeah, you're right. When I listened to it, I was like, this is interesting because everything feels like it's it's pulled down. Like it, the harmonica is like way in the back. Mm-hmm. You you barely notice it. But I feel like that's intentional. I feel like it has it, this... It sounds like a decision. This like mm. complete like... There's no dynamic in the in the vibe. Maybe. And so it keeps everything at, at a level. Even the drums and the like bass are like right in the center with his vocals. Hot take, maybe the songs were written to be played live. And maybe that's why they're recorded this way is because it's intended to be played live. I don't know if that's a thing. You can still record a song better. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I don't know. That's just a, I don't know how audio works. I I really like the addition of the i3s on this album. I do too. But it's almost like, it's almost like an at what cost that thing. It's like, I wish the i3s were there, but also the full sound and like Peter Tosh and Bunny Whaler. Uh, like, I why not both? I I want it all, Bob. Because they're they were tired of playing the clubs. They were doing it for ten years. Okay, well, okay. And so yeah, you can't convince them to stay. But yeah, they also said they didn't want to play freaky clubs. Mm. They wanted to do their own thing. They didn't really want to. Uh, they wanted to it? share, you know, the credits and everything. Yeah, Peter Tosh also sang previously, right? I mean, and Bunny yeah. didn't like to tour outside of Jamaica because he couldn't get his food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dread not be dread now. Dread like Congo Bongo. Not the dreadlock in a Babylon. A dreadlock bongo bongo. What's the night, John? I tell. Yeah. I tell. So, <laughs> if we want to take that brief thing, because it does play into the album. So some of the songs on the album uh, are definitely connected with Rastafarianism and using some of that language and some of that concept for food. 
as as a liberation theology, Rastafarianism tries to take usages of Western language and take any concept that's within them that is negative and switch it for something positive. Hmm. If something is, uh, you know, understanding, under is a negative, so it's overstand, so I'll overstand that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, and then there's things that are sort of tied together with the messianic figure of Haile Selassie, who was the emperor of Ethiopia, and the language of Ethiopia is Amharic, so Rastafarian language is Ayaric. Mm. So it's you, you sort of take that on the front, and so instead of vital food, you have ital food because it nourishes the self, mm. and it doesn't have any preservatives. It follows some of the rules that are similar to halal or kosher. You know, you don't eat pigs because they're filthy creatures. You know, you you tend to try not to eat scavengers, things like that. So it's mm-hmm. just uh, mm. spiritual cleansing food that way. Mm. So yeah, uh, bunny followed those rules, and yeah, it's kind of hard to get. Ital food outside of Jamaica. So what would be a typical Ital uh, meal? Uh, I mean, you could have uh, you know, like corn cakes. You could have uh, stews. You could have uh, like a vegan diet would be Ital for the most part. Fucking boring. But that yeah. would be hard in the 70s. Yeah. Unless it, you're it going to like Moosewood. Yeah. Which is why he quit. Yeah. I think what's interesting about Bob Marley and it's reflected in this album is um, – and again, I'm not saying this as a dig to him. Like, I, again, I really love Bob Marley. Uh, and I think he's a super talented t- songwriter because he conveys really deep emotions and meanings through such simplistic prose. And I think that's reflected in this album as well. And I really like that about him. I like that he can say it plain and it still has deeper meaning and context. It's got a lot of, yeah, symbology within mm-hmm. each so- song, which. I, yeah, I always identify with and, and yeah. I, I love when those you, you have to think about a, a lyric or something. That, yeah, it's like it seems like it's such a simple lyric when when you will say it. But it's the ultimate sign of a you, you a, think about it a more. decent songwriter is being able to do that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. going back, you know, Woody Guthrie or, yeah. you know, Hank Williams, yeah. like that. All of that stuff is very simple, but inside of yeah. it. Well, and we were talking about Randy Newman. It's like that sort of thing where you can kick back and listen to this music. But then when you listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, my. Oh, wow. There's like a there's a story here, which I think is is really nice. But I mean, I, I think that I really I really love that. It's not just that Bob Marley's like a simplistic songwriter, but just the fact that he is a talented like instrumentalist as well. He does some of these some of these like ska and reggae artists they just sang, you know, but he can like he's an instrumentalist too. I mean, he's I don't Triple Threat's not the right word cuz he wasn't an actor, but I mean, he does a lot of stuff in this band, you know. I and I think that's a really a cool feature of him as an artist. I, yeah. I think people just really yeah. kind of think about Bob Marley as this guy who liked to smoke weed. And he's so much more than that, you know. But he did. Well, he. Also, I mean, he did, but you know. I think he also brought a lot of the. I mean, he was a pr- prominent Rastafarian, mm-hmm. and he brought that to the masses. Essentially, yeah. that sort of uh, religious beliefs, uh, and really publicized that aspect uh, that integrated with in like reggae music, because obviously reggae doesn't have to have to relate to. Rasta. Yeah. But he he was the one, he was the big one and so from then on it was like you know, it's like the Stooges, it's like a uh, Iggy Pop bringing Wild Man, Frontman or, you know, or the Rolling Stones. It's like now it's now in rock and roll, Wild Frontman or, you know, I don't know, that's not a very good analogy, well, but but, yeah. but it's like we're showing you this 
And now everyone will take from that mm-hmm. uh, what you will. Right, this concept and identity that's brought into yeah. the music explicitly in some songs, yeah, because they became so popular, became inextricably linked with a religious movement. Yeah, I mean, like you can't really think about Bob Marley or reggae music without thinking about Rastas. Yeah, <laughs> but they're not they're not necessarily yeah. tied together they're, at but all. They're not. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, Jimmy Cliff's more of a ska per artist, but like you know, some of his songs are like religious, like. Um, um, by the rivers of Babylon, but like his music for the most part is not what I would consider to be like religious music. And the same thing with like Desmond Decker, who has some religious songs, but not all of them. Whereas Bob Marley to me, I wouldn't call him like, I would call him a religious artist in the same way that I would call Stevie wonder a religious artist. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So what do we think about some of the songs on here? I had never heard this version of no woman, no cry. Really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Much, like, much like I Want You to Want Me. You heard the... Did the, you have, like, the legend? I didn't, but... Oh. The, but the I'm, radio hit. I, but, I'm a, but I'm alive yeah. in the yeah. 80s, <laughs> 90s, and beyond. True. Uh, let, like, yeah, the, so the live album came out in 75. That's the version that was included on Legend, which I think was, like, 83. And that's what everyone had in their dorms for the rest of time. Yeah. And... And, you know, like, much like, you know, Cheap Tricks, I Want You to Want Me. The version you know is the live version. And if that's the version you know, the album version sounds weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For both songs. Budokan, any day of the week. Budokan. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, Amadou. I, I really liked that song a lot. Uh, and I, I loved I loved the end of the song as well. I really uh, liked uh, Revenue. It's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. It's a bonus. It's a bonus for release. It's not on the OG. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I really like them belly full, but we hungry and I loved uh, rebel music. Um, I don't know. I was excited to listen to this album, to be yeah. honest. I was uh, listening to it yesterday, two days ago when I went into the office and I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to it, start this day. It feels good. It does I mean, feel it's good. A very good feeling record. It's just, I just have a hard time. Uh, dissecting i have a hard time like analyzing it's hypnotic you yeah, know that's it's, why it's, it's like the the bossa nova music mm, and some classical yeah. music it's just it's very it's very hypnotic and uh i mean again like this isn't my favorite bob marley album like i definitely prefer uh catch a fire and i love um i think it's the next one that has iron lion zion on it um it's hard to remember for me all the names of the albums but like catch a fire to me is like that's my bob marley album but it's like i love that one it's such a, but it's got all it's got all the classics on it for me you know but i mean it's hard it is hard to digest and analyze bob but once you get into it it's like i mean my yoga teacher we were like why do you play bob marley and she's like well he's bob you know i gotta have my bob and i was like and i hate it again i fucking first name bullshit oh my god so long, it's not just you it's the same assholes that called jerry garcia jerry same fucking assholes that called dave matthews dave same assholes that call fish the boys it's the motherfucking the oh yeah they'll call them the boys all of this fucking shit is just it's it's a, it's, it's, it's just together it's, it's just a jammy fuck, hippie fucking mashed up thing. bullshit it's the same fucking assholes in my high school who got into the dead who got into this shit and they were fucking assholes before they were fucking assholes after and the music is always going to be entwined with these fucking mouth breathing <laughs> cock sucking asshole pieces of shit i fucking hate it Bro, i hate it can I, I hate it so much uh, let him get it out no i need to yell god damn it every like i 
Mm. I don't know how you can be so mad while reggae music is playing in your headphones right now. He's mad because the reggae music. He's mad because it brings to mind the people who are those people. I should have. I I I just I I can't get into it. Into reggae in general, or just Bob Marley. I mean. Toots told me I had soul, and I believed him. Oh, Rob, <laughs> but I was so also so- bouncing at a bar full of assholes Rob, who so were there sorry. to see him. Someone told you you had soul, and you believed them. I'm no, sorry. Toots was awesome. It was fucking great. But I'm again, <laughs> the people tired. who were there are fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. I know. It's like going to a fucking fish show. All of their fans are fucking assholes. Or going to the like, go. Sorry, not fish. Uh, no going to fish. A, going no, to, no, going no. to a ween show. Whoa. Every one of their fucking fans are assholes. I take it's the same thing to with that. this. I you love Ween. He's talking specifically about you. I know. Yeah. No, I, it, it, I can't. I'm, 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 I'm completely off topic here. But you can't separate it. Oh. it it's no, just, you're actually like can't. the only person on topic. It's fucking. You're talking about the album. <laughs> Thing. Like it's it's a it's a uh, it's a bass part I couldn't play, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. because I I can't I can't relax that much, <laughs> and, and you, you you can't do this fucking dub stuff without like being able to like uncount, which is <laughs> weird. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, uh no, uh, I enjoy Bob Marley and I enjoy enough reggae, but. This album didn't grab me. I, I was a little bit bored by it, uh, s- sonically first, but then also uh, th- there's there's definitely standout tracks for me. I, I like Rebel Music. I, I really like uh, So Jasse. Uh, I thought Talking Blues was cool. Lively Up Yourself is growing on me. Just, it just kind of, on my first few listens, I was thinking like, well, if No Woman No Cry wasn't on this, would we be talking about it? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. You think we would? Yeah, this is prime. Bob and again, Marley like I, 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 I'm, this I, is even though I appreciate some reggae music and some of Bob Marley's catalog, it, this album, I'm not this album's target demographic. I realize that there was also rumors that Bob was going to go soft after Peter Tosh uh, uh, left and Bunny Whaler. You know, like they were like, "Oh, Bob's he he he's not really the writer." You know, like he doesn't really have it. And so there's a lot of doubt going into this album being released. Guess what? The album comes out. Mar- Marley does, you know, primarily a, a lot of it, a, a lot of the writing, uh, and, and it's a hit. You know, like people are like, oh, was it? Bob Marley. Was it, Was there a hit? Uh, no Woman, No Cry. Was that a hit before it was live? Yeah, I believe so. Like it got radio play and stuff? I, I don't know. I, mean, in I the think US. a number of these were popular before Legend. Like, live right. I, yourself. I, I, know I wasn't alive in 74, right. <laughs> but I've listened to classic rock radio and oldies radio my whole life, and I've only ever heard the live version of that. Song. Well, because that's the best version. 
And I know this shit was blasting out of fucking windows yeah. in foggy London town, and it's why Joe Strummer even decided to start, like, you know, doing some of this shit. I, yeah. I yeah. get the importance. 1975, the album became the group's first album to reach the top half of the Billboard 292. Mm. Uh, and it it was on the UK chart. Uh, it reached uh, 43. So. so it wasn't a smash smash hit, but it, it wasn't was, like, yeah, it was still good. <laughs> still, still, how, how good did Catch a Fire do? Did it do better or worse than that? Well, since it said uh, that it was the oh, their first, first album yeah, to reach okay. the top half of the Billboard 200 right. album. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think the album cover's ugly. Yeah, I don't like the album <laughs> cover. Ba- that's some bad art. I don't like it either. I thought it was fine. I mean, it's fine. I don't you like shouldn't the lettering. settle for fine. Like, I'm, yeah, his I'm eyes glad, are in the right place. So I'm glad fine. you said something because... You, you can't really read what it is. I'm glad you said something, because I looked at the album art, I was like, what the fuck's wrong Yeah, it with looks this? like someone's like high school okay. project. It, it's like someone smoked weed for the first time and designed a Bob Marley album cover while 16. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I think is really cool that I didn't know about, obviously, Bob Marley wrote No Woman, No Cry. There's very, very personal lyrics in that song and in others that are tied directly to personal references of his life. Yet he is not the the listed writer of the song. Uh, the song's credited to Vincent Tarter Ford, who was a childhood friend of Bob Marley's, uh, a double amputee uh, uh, who ran a soup kitchen in, uh, in Trenchtown. And I guess, so I guess Bob Marley had some kind of disagreements with uh, Danny Sims that came in music. And there were certain songs that he would write that he did not want contractually linked to came in music for one reason or another. Didn't want that song associated with that contract that he had with them. So he would just put the writing credits in a name of like a close friend or family as a way to circumvent came in music and also a way to make sure that like his friends and family were had some long standing financial support, and uh, like like Vincent Ford, it was able to, for it enabled him to keep that soup kitchen going. And uh, I read a Bob Marley quote that said like when he was coming up, he would have starved to death multiple times had it not been for Vincent Ford. So I think that's a really uh, creative and cool way to both stick it to the man and also put money back into the community. Do you yeah. want to know the Debbie Downer of that story? Yes. Uh, the Marley estate sued. Uh, Vincent in 1987 for royalties in one. Ooh. I thought it was Marley's management company suing Sims and his wife. Oh, Rita? Sims and Marley and Rita, yeah. Come on, Rita, let Vinny yeah. have the money. That's fucked. Fucking Sims. Yep. <laughs> I don't even know what the beef was about, but fuck that guy. <laughs> there aren't any hooks that are worth talking about. It does sound thin. It's boring. And, uh,. I don't know. Not my jam. Yeah, solid neutral. My gut says neutral. My brain says that this album will continue to grow on me. But after like three listens, it, it, I, I I really really liked Catch a Fire, and I was expecting the same just like initial reaction from this one, and just not one of these songs just jumped up and slapped me in the face, and and a few of them I think are pretty forgettable, including the title track. So I think as for right now, I'm going to have to go neutral on it. Okay. 
Uh, I would go with positive. It's not my favorite Bob Marley album. Uh, definitely think Catch a Fire is superior. And uh, to be honest, like, if I was going to have to pick between this album and, like, not a Bob Marley album, I would go with, like, the not Bob Marley album. Like, I, I really like reggae. I like ska. Uh, I guess I could just say I like Jamaican music, you know? Um, and I think that this album is good. I think it showcases what's positive about Bob Marley. Uh, but yet, I also, to agree with Ben, I found it boring in some aspects. Like, it was, it's not like Catch a Fire, where I was, like, jamming the whole time I was building my grill last week. It was like this, I was kind of, I, like, listened to it, and then today, like, going to work, I was like, oh, you know, I want to listen to, like, other reggae. And I did not listen to Bob Marley today. I listened to, I ended up listening to uh, Toots and the Maytals. But, yeah, I mean, probably... Neg- uh, sorry, not negative. Uh, positive minus. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it a, a, a neutral or neutral plus. Um, young Johnny Boggs had uh, a, a big like ska and uh, dance hall and drum and bass and jungle uh, period, um, but never really like a hard reggae period. <laughs> um, although I like what uh, this album and... Bob Marley did for those other genres and, and sort of putting them on the map and, and finding ways to get through them. And especially knowing some of the samples from this album that were later put into uh, drum and bass songs and jungle songs that were like really, really uh, a part of my youth for this group called Imperial Sound Systems. <laughs> Imperial Sound Systems was a huge thing in Louisville when I was a kid. And uh, hearing them in their original form, it's nice to say, oh, that's where that came from. But it wasn't enough to make me say, oh, this is a beautiful song. I needed this song from the start. Uh, it just never happened. So, yeah, neutral for me. Yeah, I'm on the positive. I really like this album. I don't know what you guys are listening to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoa, 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 I said positive. I said positive. Uh, so positive minus or something. Uh, oh, whatever. I was an A minus student in grad school. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> I get it. You went to grad school. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take your Bob Marley frustrations out on me, Rob. It, it's just like good reggae. This is really good. It, is it? It pres- Yeah. <laughs> I think no, it is. No, no. If it is, then I don't think I like reggae. No, you probably just don't this like reggae. This is a very dude. solid reggae album. Okay. For sure. Then, then um, it may just be a. It doesn't. Taste I mean, it's me. not going to. Like you guys were saying, it doesn't get up and, like, it doesn't have those, like, one hit. You know, gonna stand up and like nothing grabbed me like concrete jungle grabbed me. Exactly, but at the same time, this has a very good vibe that flows the entire album. There's not a song on here I would skip. Uh, A lot of the songs I I do find interesting and like the way they're composed and they got a real tight groove. Um, so I'm I'm into it. And when you list, like, are, are you familiar enough with this music that you could like call out each individual track? Or does it all just blend together to you as you listen to the record? It bl- it blended at first, but after repeated listens, it's it's coming up. It's starting to, and and I think that's a, a lot with bossa nova music, with minimal music, with uh, with all sorts of different types of music. Like I don't, it won't be apparent until you listen to it a couple times. And there are some key tracks yeah. on here that have mm-hmm. been done multiple times and have been covered a lot. I mean. Lively Up Yourself, No Woman, No Cry, Rebel Music, Natty Dread. Yeah. I mean, those have all been big songs over multiple artists. It's it's very true that it reggae and some other genres do not fall into a 
even though they are pleasant, they don't fall into that sort of pop uh, idea of like, well, here's your hook and here's your thing, you know, and now the chorus and this, we're going to repeat this. Western pop. Yes. And so I think that is what, it's not going to be a. But they sometimes do. No Woman, No Cry is very much a pop song. Yeah. I've never thought about it like that, that it's not Western pop. It's it's a, a different kind of pop music. Yeah. Yeah, I've never thought or, about or it like rock. that. Or rock, yeah. No, I've never thought about it like that. Or no, radio. I would agree it's pop music, but I've never thought about it like that where it's like an inverse, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I, I, it's also on the ones and the threes and the twos, twos and fours. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's where the beat is. Yeah, I don't. Heaven's uh, Doors opens on the ones and threes. You, twos you and know, fours will get you right down to hell. Because Ska's <laughs> on two and four. I don't. Reggae would be on the one. I don't know how to tell you guys that Ian had to explain to me what a conductor does, and I still don't understand. Okay. Are you talking like a train conductor? <laughs> he drives the train. <laughs> no, I know what that kind of conductor does. Bob Marley is driving Actually, the train. Actually, it's the engineer that drives the train. Stop that train. Fuck you. <laughs> <I need> it. <laughs> Get me out of this chicken shit. Stop it. All right, next time we'll be talking about Robert Wyatt, Rock Bottom. Thanks, y'all. I feel like I'm fucking gonna hit rock bottom with that. I don't know. Even on, even on.